welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we are covering everything from decreased mortgage rates to commercial construction backlogs and what that means for the industry. It is Monday, October 19th. Let's dive in. Well, let's start the week off with some good news, shall we? And that is that the 30-year mortgage rate has hit an all-time low. According to a Freddie Mac report released last week, the average rate on the popular mortgage, that's the 30-year mortgage, dropped to 2.81%. The average rate is the lowest it's been since Freddie Mac started the report in 1971. Lawrence Yun, the economist for the National Association of Realtors, said, quote, I'm actually surprised by this good news for buyers that mortgage rates dropped even further this week. I thought we had hit the lowest possible rate before. Investors are perceiving mortgages as a safe investment, as safe as U.S. bonds, he said. Investors see little risk in the housing market and investing in mortgages, end quote. The low interest rates are a welcome bright spot in the economy, giving more potential home buyers incentives to purchase. While the popular 30-year mortgage rate has hit an all-time low, so has the 15-year rate, which is down to 2.35%. Mortgage rates have been historically low since March, when the Federal Reserve started purchasing mortgage-backed securities in an effort to put more credit back into the market. Freddie Mac's chief economist, Sam Cater, said, quote, Low mortgage rates have become a regular occurrence in the current environment. As we hit another record low, the 10th record this year, many people are benefiting as refinance activity remains strong. However, it's important to remember that not all people are able to take advantage of low rates given the effects of the pandemic, end quote. And for those who are not in a good position to buy a home this year, it looks like there will still be some time to bounce back. The Fed has said it will keep mortgage rates low until at least 2023, guaranteeing that the rates will remain low for the foreseeable future. While the impacts of COVID-19 have undoubtedly turned a sizzling hot market upside down for design, build, and construction companies, their CEOs are speaking out. Results came out last week from an annual survey that polls 200 design and construction firms' CEOs, and their thoughts echo many of our thoughts around the, around the country. The annual market survey, which was conducted by consultant company EFCG, gives us some insight into the minds of our industry CEOs as they navigate the unknowns of virtual work, delayed project starts, and an increase in technology use. About 70% of the firms responded that more and more pressure to lower prices is coming their way, especially from state and local clients as well as private clients here in the U.S. In fact, 29% of firms reported that clients of theirs had requested that their fees be cut by 10% or more. Along with increased cost pressures, an increased remote workforce, and navigating the turbulent waters of a lackluster government response to the pandemic, industry CEOs are grappling with making strategic cuts within their companies. The good news is that the majority of the companies surveyed did not need to implement overtly drastic personnel cuts, a bright spot in the report. The majority of CEOs cited positive organic growth, remote work savings, 
and help from PPP loans as key reasons for keeping people on the payroll this year. About a third of the companies reported putting salary increases on hold, but nearly 60% of them plan on reinstating the hikes in January of next year. One analyst surmised that given the current labor market, most firms likely feel pressure to raise salaries or risk losing top performers to competitors. While the job market and the economy's resistance in the next several years are yet to be determined, many are optimistic, saying that the design and construction industries will bounce back from the pandemic, just as it did with the two previous recessions. The more time I spend in the marketing business, the more I realize that marketing isn't just about your website, signage, social media, and print collateral. Marketing really sits across every part of your business. It starts with your brand, your signs, your website, but it continues on through the sales process. How you present yourself and your company on a sales call incorporates marketing. And just as importantly, how you deliver your service to your client is marketing. The feelings that they have in the middle and the end of the project are big factors in determining whether they will spread the word about you. At the end of the day, marketing across the entire customer lifecycle is really tough. That's why I love what BuildBook is up to. They've been working hard to bridge those gaps and solve those problems. Their new tools start on the marketing side, continue into the sales conversation, and finish with the project. Get these three elements working together and your business will be humming along. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. If you're aiming for the trifecta of the construction business, head on over to buildbook.co to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. And while optimism is an important asset to have in 2020, those in the commercial construction business may have to hang on just a little bit longer. The ABC reported last week that its construction backlog indicator fell to seven and a half months in September, a decline of two weeks from August, and a month and a half lower than the same time last year. The construction confidence index reading for sales and profit margins also decreased. The September's numbers show a downward trend after an optimistic August. ABC's chief economist, Anirman Basu, said, quote, ABC's survey data indicates that we are in the early stages of a non-residential construction spending downturn. With few exceptions, declines in backlog have begun to accelerate across all markets and regions, end quote. According to the report, infrastructure seems to be performing poorer than commercial, institutional, and heavy industrial sectors. The construction dive points to an uptick in the heavy industrial sector from a combination of things, including inventory rebuilding and surging e-commerce demand. While the outlook is rosy for the heavy hitters, there are still negative sentiments floating around the rest of the industry, a reflection of the difficulties caused by the pandemic. Basu points to things like fewer bidding opportunities, increased competition, rising material costs, and persistent difficulty of identifying and hiring skilled and motivated workers. And speaking of grappling with the pandemic, home builders are continuing to grapple with the high cost of materials. By now, we all know what happened. Everything shut down, home buyers got out of their contracts, housing starts all but stopped completely, and demand for materials bottomed out. No demand caused plants to close. But then, construction was deemed essential. Housing bounced back, 
faster than anyone could have ever imagined, as in outpacing last year's housing starts by 22% kind of a bounce back. So the plants needed to reopen. Builders needed lumber. But the bad news is that they did not reopen quickly enough. This year, supply cannot meet demand. Builders are now seeing extraordinary high lumber prices. In fact, it now costs twice as much as it did a year ago, while OSB prices have risen an astonishing 138%. Lead times are also longer, with OSB orders taking a full five weeks to fulfill. Some builders are trying to reduce their framing budget by using off-site systems, a trend that seems to be gaining in popularity this year. According to Builder Magazine, an off-site framing system, which consists of pre-build framing elements like the wall and the floor and the roof panels, costs about the same as a traditional framing system, but at the end of the day, takes around 11 framing days out of the equation for a single standard family home. It seems that this is enough to entice the majority of builders. The Housing Innovation Alliance recently surveyed production builders in all U.S. markets and found that the majority of them are planning to or want to move in an off-site framing direction. The president of the HIA said, The industry is seeing more use of advanced building methods, specifically when it comes to delivering off-site built components and expanding use of alternative materials. Well, that is the latest news from the construction industry this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you gave us a five-star review. Or if you really want to make our day, go ahead and subscribe to the Builder Funnel Radio Network. If you're on your smartphone, just tap or swipe over the cover art. And as always, shout out to Buildbook for supporting the Construction Cut and the other shows on Builder Funnel Radio. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.